War Eagle. This is War Bloggle with Bloggle spot number 225. This is two days in a row. We did 224 yesterday, which was the day that Gus Malzahn was fired from Auburn. Uh, so today is day two. I guess we're a little bit over 30, 30 hours or so in. Um, I did finally go outside and look at the sun today. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, normal day, normal life, not my money, uh, not my problem, just a fan. Anyway, uh, so we've got 150 people in here. I just jumped from 120 to 50, 150. I see people from Periscope, Twitch, anybody watching on YouTube, comment if you are, please. I'm trying to figure out if this is all working. I did not want to use this setup again. I was trying to do something really cool and have a chat feature inside the video, but it wasn't working with Periscope. So I've got to figure that out. So we'll do that for the next one. Uh, but tonight you'll have your normal, if you're watching this, you normal Warblogger logo with Christmas things. Uh, tonight I think I'm actually going to try to get Auburn Einstein or somebody to talk in here with me. Um, so we'll see. Uh, should I start now? Should I say what's happened today? So it's yes. So today it, it appears from all the banter, from all of the stuff, the beat reporters, the national guys that used to cover Auburn, all that kind of stuff. Um, it sounds to me like it's down to, if I just going off of everything I've heard, people I've talked to sauces and all, it sounds to me like it's down to Mario Cristobal. If he wants it, and if he doesn't, or maybe if, even if he does, Kevin Steele. Those seem to be the two names that are there that are coming out that have been talked about that have sound real. Supposedly, Brandon, Mar you know, Brandon Marcello, not supposedly, but Brandon Marcello said that supposedly a one of the biggest boosters, which I'm going to guess is probably Raymond Harbert, the business guy, business building guy. He really wants Kevin Steele, and people say why. Uh, it's probably just knowing him, liking him, whatever. Because honestly, if you look at his head coaching record, you can't say he'd be a good coach. He, he's a good defensive coordinator. But this year, eh, I saw, who was it? Somebody on Twitter a few minutes ago said he averaged 40-something points to Alabama the last three seasons. Um, but anyway, whatever. That's not the story right now. Uh, Tony Dungy, that's a name someone just put in the chat. Yeah, let's take him. Uh, but it's Kevin Steele, probably Raymond Harbert wants him. Raymond Harbert was also the guy who kind of pushed the, uh, pushed the Gus extension. So think of that what you want. I was for the extension because I wanted all, wanted Gus to stay here because I liked him, whatever. Uh, but then let's go to Mario Cristobal. He... Before Gus was let go, he was he was one of the names that had come up. It was P.J. Fleck at first, and then he kind of faltered this year, and then it was like, okay, well, let's go to Mario Cristobal. Uh, my first thought was, well, I just watched him lose to Cal at Oregon, and I watched him lose to Oregon State the week before, and I watched him lose to uh, Gus Malzahn with a first-time-ever-playing-college-football Bo Nix last season with the current probably NFL Rookie of the Year on his team. 
So I'm like, you know, he might have, he may have been a great recruiter at Alabama. I remember him being at Alabama, but that I just remember him being at Alabama. I don't remember anything else. Maybe I'm a, maybe I'm not a good coach, a good fan, but I don't really care about assistant coaches at Alabama. Um, so I didn't know, you know, anything about him. Um, Dave Grant Bland showing up in the chat. You know, he'd be a great guest on this live stream. Well, if you show up more than once, maybe. Anyway, uh, so Mario Cristobal, he, that was what my thoughts were. Like, well, first of all, I didn't want him because he wasn't Gus, and Gus was our, still our coach and whatever. Uh, then I started thinking, okay, well, he's got a 51-56 and 56 record as a head coach. Yes, a lot of that was at Florida International, which is probably impossible to win at. Um, but then you still got to look at these. You know, he's got Oregon talent, which should be talent. The, the Pac-12 can't have more than two good teams at a time, and Oregon should always really be one of them, one of the top three at least. Uh, and they are losing to Cal and Oregon State. Um, obviously, they replaced their quarterback and all that, but still, he he hasn't proven as a head coach that he can do things. However, my brain as an Auburn fan following Twitter and all of that if it looks like it's coming down to him, Steele, or him and Steele and Hugh Freeze, I'm going to have to pick him. And it's not that I think he's he's great, but if that's what it's going to be, you know, we can get mad and say the administration doesn't have a clue what they're doing, but if that's what it's going to be, you know, if he's a great recruiter, that that'll help. There's there's another reason as a Auburn homer that I can say that I would like him. Okay. I'll say it. If he was the number one pick for everybody that wanted Gus gone and he comes here and loses, that makes Gus lovers look good. Right? So it's a win-win for me. He comes here and does well. Great. Auburn's winning. He comes here and doesn't, we can throw that back in their face and say, you know, shouldn't have got rid of Gus, which I've seen a lot of people kind of flipping, flipping over this today. Because everybody's going, wait, Mario Cristobal is our best chance? He's our biggest name we're going after? And they're like, eh, should we have gotten rid of Gus? Like people that really didn't want to or that really wanted to. So that's that's kind of where we are, I believe. It's it's Mario Cristobal. Oh, I was going to say, he, he spoke to the media tonight or over Zoom, and he did everything but say – uh, we're not, I'm staying in Oregon. He basically said we were doing contract. I've, he said, I haven't been contacted. He did. He said he didn't know if his agent had been contacted, which that sounds weird. Uh, that sounds like a lie, a coach lie, which is a coach lie is okay. Um, and then he said, uh, we were basically trying to do a contract negotiation and then COVID hit and then it kind of just died down. So we're still kind of with that. To me, that sounds like, if Auburn comes calling, I'm going to, I can use this with Oregon. And if they don't give me what I want, then I'll go to Auburn. That's what it sounds like to me. And again, I'm not saying this is somebody that all of a sudden wants Cristobal and I'm looking for the positive. If, if he didn't come to Auburn, it wouldn't kill me. Now, if he didn't come to Auburn and then we got, uh, Scott Leffler, it would kill me. But, you know, Again, if he's the ones that if he or if he is one of the ones that we're having to pick from, him Steele. Again, I love Steele as a defense coordinator. 
but you see all these people that love Steele and were apologists and were like, you know, Steele should people are saying he should in the he should take over last year, two years ago. But now that it's actually happening, they don't want it because they realize how how dumb that is to say. Uh, but they were mad at Gus and just like, oh, our defense is good. Make him the head coach. OK, well, we're, we're making that happen now. What's the problem? Because you don't really mean that. And his defense is worth that great this year. Um, so, again, if that's our options. And I I'm I'm a sucker for the chase there where I was watching the video. I was like, oh, he didn't say he wasn't going to he wasn't staying. He didn't say he wasn't he wasn't leaving Oregon. I, I kind of felt myself going, huh, let's get him. But I said this in a group chat to a few people. I also, I was lucky enough to get a PS5 on launch day because I did a pre-order, but I'm still looking for PS5s because that's what I like to do. I like to get stuff that's hard to get. I like to do that. So if Cristobal is playing hard to get, which he's really not, but he seems like an option. It's kind of like, I want him to want to come to Auburn at least. Maybe that's it. I want him to want to come to Auburn. I like to see that people want to come to Auburn. All the national guys keep saying Auburn is a good job. Auburn's a good job. All the national guys keep saying, why did they fire Gus Malzahn? He was 6-4 and four in a COVID year. Not great, not terrible. With that schedule, we always have to play. We keep forgetting we had to play Alabama and Georgia on the road, and they're in the top ten. It's like we just forgot that. So, I don't. I mean, oh, what else? I was gonna say, Cristobal's a, a Saban assistant. Saban is zero and, or twenty and zero against his former assistants. If you know Kirby Smart seemed like you know the perfect guy to knock him off, couldn't. I mean, he's got Georgia talent, couldn't do it. What is he two at zero and two or zero and three against him now? Cristobal doesn't seem like he's the X's and O's awesome coach to do it either. And there's always that aspect of, I don't want an Alabama coach, but then or an Alabama assistant, you go back and you think Pat Dye played at Georgia. Pat Dye tried to beat Auburn for 34 years. Whenever he played Pat, Dye was an assistant under uh, bear Bryant. And he came to Auburn and changed everything and beat bear Bryant cried. Made the best videos, uh, moments of Auburn, everything. So you kind of have to forget that stuff. I mean, Kevin Still was a coach at LSU the year before, Alabama before that. He was back at Tennessee. He was Alabama again. I mean, Kevin Still's been all around the world. He's he's tried to beat Auburn many times. Uh, so coaches are are like that. Uh, they're going the good ones are going to be around the SEC and and whatever. Now Jalen Hurts is a different story. For some reason y'all want to pull for him because he left Alabama. I don't care. He still tried to beat Auburn multiple times. Uh, okay, I've had some people in the chat. Are y'all watching chat or just talking? Are you watching chat or just talking? I I was gonna talk and then chat when I ran out of things to say. Uh, there is a lot in the chat, so maybe I'll run through it real quick. Um, let's see, Kevin Steele, blah hire. I agree. I mean, I like Kevin Steele, but that's not going to excite anybody. I said that today. Gus has not, Gus was never had a losing season. Chiswick had a losing season his last year. Tuberville had two or three. 
Uh, Pat and I had him his last year. Um, it's hard to find coaches that don't have lose don't have a losing season and get fired. I, I tweeted something like, "I'm not sure if that's ever happened." Les Miles was that way, they, but he was two and two his last year when they got fired. Kevin Sumlin never had a losing season at, at Texas A&M. He was seven and five his last year. Um, I did make the point that Auburn won the game, never had a losing season, see, losing season, and Tank and Derek Hall were players of the week for their position. Tank was freshman of the week in the SEC. That's hard to say that you got fired after that was your last game. Uh, let's see. Bloggle spot two nights in a row. Yeah. I mean, I said this last night, I, I'm at a break of coaching baseball four nights a week right now. So this is what I like to do. If this was my job right here, I would do this. Um, when I'm not molding the minds of seven to 13 year olds this year, Cristobal has the highest percentage of underclassmen in the country with 74%. Okay. That's a good point. Um, so Oregon is playing with is like Auburn basketball right now, I guess. They're playing with freshmen and sophomores. I don't know what year their quarterback is, but he's a first year starter. They lose to Cal and Oregon State. It's hard to compare. You know, if you've got Oregon talent, which is Pac twelve talent, which Bo Nix could beat in his first game of college football, you gotta have to scale it. So if if, if Oregon is losing to Cal, is that like Auburn losing to South Carolina? I think maybe Cal is a little bit better if you do that scale. If Oregon is a set, let's just say Auburn's a 10, South Carolina's a 4, Oregon's a 8 or 9, Cal is a 4 or 5. So it's, you know, there's some great math for you. Uh, Bill Clark feelings doesn't excite me. I don't think it would excite anybody. Is it great? Is it is he a good coach? Sure. You've done great things. Turned things around, had tough situations. Is he going to beat Nick Saban? Which everybody says we shouldn't just worry about beating Alabama. But you have to do that to win the West pretty much every year as with Nick Saban here. Y'all remember that time, the time when it was, well, Nick Saban was at LSU for some of it, when Auburn was like 5-3 and three in the SEC West and would finish second? Like they were 5-3. and three. There was a year, I believe – the winning record in the West was six and two. Like there was a time when nobody went undefeated in the SEC. If it was, it was Florida when it losing one game and going to the national championship or whatever. That was a that was realistic football fifteen years ago. And now it's like if you lose one game, you're awful, or you've got to beat Alabama and hope they don't. You know, or hope Georgia doesn't beat you in the SEC championship. I mean, it is unbelievably hard right now. And so we go back to Bill Clark. I don't think he can deal with that right now. Uh, I don't. That's not an. We need excitement. Again, I said this. I tweeted this earlier. If you, Bruce Pearl, was an exciting coach, Auburn basketball just needed a name forever. I didn't care who it was. If we picked another up-and-comer, we were going to be that way forever. But we got Bruce Pearl, and he, he, without ever coaching, that was a win. Now, so Auburn is that same way. If you fire what is considered a top 10 or 15 coach, I'd say top 10 coach over the last seven or eight years, you can hate on that all you want. But never losing season, beating Alabama, winning the West, winning the SEC, 
going to the national championship game, that makes you in the top 10. You fire that and then put somebody that's like an up-and-comer or a maybe or a let's save some money? No. You have to hire somebody like Bruce Pearl at this point with that name. Otherwise, why did you do this? Uh, Adub says he was hoping to hear more buzz around James Franklin. Yeah, I mean, if he had a good year this year, I, I think there'd be a lot more buzz. But then I also think he'd be impossible to get if they had a good year. I don't know. Ted Rich said he'd rather row the boat. Fleck fell off this year. I mean, he was like, let's, that, that was everybody's, every Gus Hater's pick. I talked about this yesterday. That was a Jabba, hey, we lost to him. Look at him. He's cute. He's he's this fiery little ball, this bald-headed guy who has all these fun sayings, and he's got Minnesota good, and they're back to Minnesota this year. Somebody says Warbloggle for head coach. Ah, I'd rather coach the baseball team. I'd rather be Butch Thompson's. I was going to say something that would be taken wrong. Uh, water boy. Lane Kiffin, I don't think he'd take it seriously enough. Auburn will find a way to mess this thing up. Watch and see. I have not really gotten on that yet. There's already people 30 years, 30 hours into this that are acting like it's a disaster. There's people on Stephen Godfrey on Twitter who thinks he knows Auburn and acts like he knows Auburn. And we're just going to, you know, mess this all up. Okay. What, what did we mess up? Gus Malzahn went to the national championship in his first year. Chiswick went to the national championship in his second year. Bruce Pearl went to the final four in his what? Fourth or fifth year. What are we, what did we mess up? What is Auburn about that? What is a, a disaster right now? All we're hearing is, okay, Cristobal might be the leader. It might go to steel. That's just words. We don't know. And if Steele is the coach, he's going to get an offensive coordinator and he's going to let him run the offense and stay away from it. And it's probably going to be somebody really exciting. I mean, I'll back him. It's just not exciting to me. If you're going to fire somebody like Gus, you need to splash. You don't need to go, hey, let's just bring the coordinator up. Uh Thought we should have given one more year, Gus. Yes. I mean, I said, again, said this yesterday. I know we got some people who weren't in this yesterday or didn't listen. If you want to listen, go to my SoundCloud. Go to my tweets this afternoon. I put it out there. This was not a year to fire anybody. I get firing Muschamp because he had been that way for a long time. But Auburn was just, like, above mediocre this year. Again, playing three top ten teams, two of them on the road, had one bad loss. And, you know, we treat it like it's a three-win season. You should get a loss or two back during this year. Uh, PlayStation, what's my PlayStation PSN name? Warbloggle. I rarely play on my name. I have a personal one and my Warbloggle one. I'm going to eventually, hopefully, start streaming. I stream on my personal one, but I need, I'm going to start streaming on, on the Warbloggle one as well. Uh, PS5. It's a PS4 Pro Pro, to be honest with you. That's really all it feels like. Uh, if we're going to go West Coast, why not Chip Kelly? I think he kind of proved he was it was good at Oregon for a while. Kind of shady. Hadn't been good since. 0-12 oh, on the road against rivals. Incompetent offense on the road. It was time. If that If there is something that has been tweeted 9 million times about Auburn on Twitter the last two weeks... It is time. It was time. It is time. Okay, if it is time, 
is Mario Cristobal the best we can do? Is it is it time then? Is it time? Time is more about what you're going to do with with that time. What are you going to do after you fire him? 0-12 on the road against rivals. That's not good. It's not good. Also, those rivals are the top three, top ten teams that are playing the best they've ever played. And guess what? Auburn's the only team who plays all three of those. The only one. So you can't just throw it in a bucket and say they're all the same. You can't just be like, hey, uh, Indiana beats their rivals on the road. We can't do it. Yeah, right, because they're not playing the number one team, the number three team, and the number four team on the road every year. It's not good, but it's almost impossible, to be honest with you. Cody Park, you missed a point after. Dang it. It's hard in call in pro. Dang, I got a lot of messages. A lot on YouTube. Let's get the YouTube channel going. Get it up. Uh, let's see. Gus was a great dude, no doubt. But ask Mark Rick how being a great dude worked out for him at Georgia. All right. Well, here's how it's worked out for Georgia. Here's how that has worked out. Look at the records of Mark Rick and Kirby Smart. You will be surprised to find that they are literally the exact same. Georgia right now either tied Mark Rick's record under Kirby or went one game over. This with this past win, literally the exact same. So how did that work out for Georgia? And yes, Rick was fired after going nine and three in his final year. If Cristobal doesn't have a team of seniors and juniors every year, that's going to be a problem. Well, yeah. Year seven, Bruce Pearl, why don't we have seniors on our team? If you can say it to Gus, why can't you say it to Bruce? One championship appearance. I love Bruce, but if you're going to make one argument, you got to say it for everybody. Uh, thoughts on Lane Kiffin? I just don't think he'll take it seriously enough. I'm sorry. He'd be fun in a press conference, and he'd be he'd probably walk around campus and, and flip-flops, but I just don't. That's not Auburn to me. Are we playing Cal next year? No, we're playing Penn State next year. The Cal one got moved back, there, I think. But, I mean, I don't know. We're, we don't know if we're playing outside of the SEC or not. What I think about freeze, I don't want the – okay. said this yesterday, but I'll say it again. Freeze was cheating when he won at Ole Miss, and now he's at Liberty with better players than everybody in his terrible conference. Is he a good coach? We don't know. We don't know. He's like Lane Kiffin to me. I mean, great offense. Probably cheating a little bit, no defense. So, and then you got the baggage. Again, everybody makes mistakes. He's he's been humbled. He's building up his reputation again. People have trusted him. He's doing a good job with Malik Willis. But do we want a reason to for the NCAA to come down here and go, hey, y'all got that guy we got for cheating at Ole Miss now? Got that basketball coach down there that we're looking at too? I don't know. Oregon is playing USC in the Pac-12 championship because Washington backed out. It didn't say it was COVID-related, or at least not the headline I saw. I'm assuming that's what it's for. They just didn't want to get into it because it means nothing. It's like an extra game. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Washington could win the – they could claim a, a 
Pac-12 championship. I don't know why they wouldn't. Maybe they're just whatever. Tom Allen from Indiana. I think, I don't think he would leave, honestly. He loves that team so much. If you watch all those videos, I mean, he's in love with those teams. I just don't, he's, and that's Indiana. I mean, they gave Ohio State a tough fourth quarter, and they beat Penn State, but Penn State's terrible this year. So we don't know. We don't know what what we'd be really getting. I really don't think we need to knee-jerk away from Malzahn. Getting offensive guys what we need more than anything. Yes, correct. Nick Saban said he changed his mindset because of Gus Malzahn, because of his offense, and that's what wins, and that's what he couldn't beat. We don't need a defensive head coach unless he's going to get the absolute best offensive coordinator out there and leave him alone. And by that, I mean, I don't know who I mean. I was about to say somebody like Lane Kiffin, but he wants to be the head coach. The expectation is 10 wins a year. Win 11, have a chance to play. Did you make that expectation up, James? I mean, sure. The expectation for me is for Auburn to win every game. My tagline on my website used to be, I think Auburn should and could win every game. And if you don't think so, you're not a pessimist. I mean, you're not a realist. You're a pessimist. I mean, that that's my mindset. Auburn should. I don't care. You know, when Auburn was playing Gonzaga, I thought Auburn could win the game. I Because people like Gus Malzahn win games in crazy ways and make Auburn do things that you don't think they're going to do. That's what that's what's great about Auburn. That's why I really don't care if Auburn has a team full of five stars. I'd rather beat a team full of five stars with a bunch of three stars. That's Auburn to me. I know it makes it easier if you got all the best players, but with be- with players like that, you got a lot of divas, you got a lot of problems, more money, more problems, more stars, more problems. So. When will I release my full rap album on SoundCloud? The streets are waiting. Uh, Dave says, Dave asks, um, yeah, I mean, I was trying to think of a name of a, of an album with the word bloggle in it, but I can't think of it. I, I, in high school, I did not listen to master P, but you know, he had no limit soldiers and all that stuff. And they would all wear like different colored fatigues. So one year for Christmas, I asked for blue fatigues, not really even knowing why. I just saw people wearing them. I liked them. And I used to wear them around school. So when I do release my sound, my rap album on SoundCloud, I will be wearing blue fatigues. Is this the biggest decision of all, of Alan Green's tenure at Auburn? It is right now because he really hadn't had to make any. So, and I don't think he made this decision. I think he's just part of the. There's a search committee that has Bo Jackson and a few people on it. Tim, not Bo Jackson, Tim Jackson. Uh, I guess Bo Jackson's probably on it. Uh, so he's part of it, but it is what it is. Um, Chuck says, you see, we got us a recruit today. Let's discuss. Yes, we got uh, Jalen Stinson from Opelika, O-town, my hometown. Um, pretty sure he was already committed. I think he was just kind of recommitting. Um, I know that maybe I just saw that he got an offer. That might have been what it was. Yeah, he got an offer from from Auburn. So today he committed. I I guess in my brain I'd already considered him committed. He is a very fast punt returner, DB. Somebody said they thought he was getting looked at as a running back though, which I think he did play running back his first few years at Auburn at Opelika, but 
Oblak had two really good running backs the last two years. But very fast punt returner. He returned some punts uh, this year for touchdowns, a few in the playoffs. So uh, how do you hire coordinators? Auburn Einstein, do you want to get on here and talk about it? Auburn Einstein's asking this. How do you hire coordinators? Does the head coach agent call the OC agent? I, th- well, to be honest with you, this is my brain. I think the head coach tells the athletic director and the athletic director calls the agent and they calls the offensive coordinator. Maybe it's different in other places. Um, Saban probably calls them directly and says, talk to them and, you know, they'll give you any car money you want. Brett McMurphy reported Art Browse to accept the head coaching job at Liberty. Is this a done deal for freeze? I don't think that's exactly what he said. I think he said he's expected to take the job at Liberty if Hugh Free leaves. Hugh Freeze leaves, which I believe he is, will eventually somewhere. I don't know. Um oh, I don't know. Sorry, I'm trying to get Albert Einstein to join. Bryce is cussing in the chat, but he said he opened the stream to some facts. What were the facts, Bryce? I mean, there's tons of facts in here. Uh, the South Carolina game ended miles on. I don't think that's true. If we beat Alabama, it's kind of hard to – I mean, it, it'd be one of those games. I remember saying – somebody saying, you know, South Carolina's game is going to haunt us because we probably could have still ended up having a good season. But if we don't lose to South Carolina – we may lose to Alabama, but then we beat Texas A&M. I mean, that's an eight and two season. You're not going to fire him then, for sure. Um, so, and again, that game was not Gus Malzahn. You can always say it's the head coach, sure. That game was Bo Nix doing road things and and Seth Williams being lazy. And two interceptions were not Bo Nix's fault. There were three. One was a tip up in the air. That's not the quarterback's fault. Um, and then there was another one where Seth or somebody didn't fight for the ball and the guy jumped in front. We threw it to that NFL caliber DB who ended up quitting on this team. Um, and it was three interceptions. They scored 21 points off that. You take away one of those and Auburn wins. So I know it always goes to the coach, but that wasn't on the coach. Uh, who would my pick be for head coach? I said this earlier. If we're down to... Cristobal and Steele, I'm going to say Cristobal, which I feel like that's who we're down to just from what everybody's saying. But again, everybody could be wrong. I don't know. The defensive coaches told him that the defensive coaches wouldn't be changing. Oh, is that what Chuck is saying that about the Opelika uh, commitment? He did say in his video that he loves Coach McGriff. I think that's what he said. Um, and everybody was kind of like, ah, well, he might not be there, but defensive coaches told him the defense coaches aren't changing. They could just be, I mean, recruiting is part, partly lying. So that's just how it is. Um, so you never know that could have been it again. I'll go back to Willie Anderson, former offensive lineman for the Auburn and the Bengals. And I want to say the saints. I don't know why I say that he's been tweeting saying he knows who it is and we're going to back him and all that. I don't know if that means we're going to like him or he's saying that Auburn fans back their coach and that's what we're going to do. But somebody did ask him if it was freeze and he said no, but that's all he said. Mike Bobo, offense coordinator at um, South Carolina, um, played at Georgia. I don't think so. I mean, 
if he came to George, if he came to Auburn as an offensive coordinator, that'd be a huge change. If he came as a head coach, that would not be exciting. Where do I think Matthew Hill's transferring to and why did he not get more time? Gus used to rip him a new one because he would not line up in the right place. I mean, he, I remember, I remember the last time he ever played on the offensive side of the ball. I, rem, I don't remember what game it was, but I remember Gus going off on him because they had to call timeout. We were in the red zone and they ripped him off the field and he yelled at Cody about it. I just remember that and I, he never played offense again. He just didn't seem like he could get it. Sean, would you bring in someone from the NFL? I I think I kind of would, but I'd want somebody that's been in college before. I just don't see coaches coming from the NFL to college. It seems like the NFL, especially assistants, seems like the most boring job in the world, like to be an NFL assistant. You never hear from them. They make money, but they get no credit. Um, but I just don't – I feel like it's very cushy. No recruiting, nothing on the road except the road games, and then you're done. It's It's a real full-time job in the office, but I don't know. Dan Quinn, as a Falcon, I see I'm very different in NFL than I am in um, pro uh, NFL in college. Uh, I, I will turn on an NFL. I'm a Falcons fan. I'll, I've, I've not liked Matt Ryan forever. Because he can't score touchdowns in the in the red zone, all he does is throw interceptions or incompletions. And Dan Quinn couldn't win games this year for some reason. Uh, he could have won the Super Bowl and didn't. And you know, I was fine with that. So, but again, Dan Quinn could be somebody that's perfect for college, but he'd be a defensive coach. So I don't know. Some Blake Robinson is saying Cristobal LMAO guys. Cristobal hired Joe Moorhead as offensive coordinator. Moorhead was the worst. That is kind of weird. That was a weird hire. I mean, Moorhead is about the least Oregon-looking thing I've ever seen. Someone says he, they think that Mario's waiting until after the Pac-12 championship on Saturday. That's definitely a possibility, and that definitely throws a kink in things. I think, okay, so today they were, uh, Oregon was supposed to have a his press conference at like 12, and they moved it back to 6, and then at like 1 o'clock, Turns out Washington's not playing the Pac-12 championship. Oregon is taking their spot. But so to me, that's like, okay, now we've got to redo what we were thinking. We can't have this press conference at, one, at 12. And then, you know, maybe we're going to have to fight Auburn with him. And But now the game's this weekend, so it kind of puts a week after, you know, adds a week. So I don't know. Let's see. Why not Stoops? Which one? Bob Stoops. They call him Big Game Bob for a reason. Playing Alabama on the road is a big game. He wouldn't win it. Anybody who coaches Oklahoma that doesn't win, I mean, it just shows what it is. I mean, Oklahoma is the epitome of the Big 12. You have one, maybe two good teams, gets all the talent. They are Ohio State, basically. Gets all the talent for that conference, destroys that conference, and then they go play good teams, and then they lose. So, I mean, now this this kills my argument for Lincoln Riley, who was – Lincoln Riley is kind of like – some people are saying Urban Meyer. Some people are saying let's go steal this guy and this guy from big teams. But Lincoln Riley is kind of like my my reaching for the stars. I, I remember back 
when it was Malzahn or Petrino and we were all arguing and hated each other after that, that I was actually saying, well, if it's not Malzahn, I'll take Lincoln Riley. If he's got a defense, I think his team would be really good. Lincoln Riley with Kevin Steele as defense coordinator? Sure. All right. I sent Albert Einstein a link to get in here and give his thoughts, but he ain't here. Um, thoughts on Sarkeesian. Sarkeesian is very much like Cristobal to me, except he's actually still at Alabama, so it makes it a little bit harder to really want him. Um, he's got baggage. He was the Washington coach, went to USC, got caught drinking on the job, went to Alabama, fixed his life, went to the Falcons, went to Alabama. Um, I don't know. He's done a good job, but again, how hard is it to call plays when you're you've got five five star receivers and a decent enough quarterback to throw it to him wide open? So, someone's asking, what about Blake Ells and Bloggle? Uh, that was an old podcast for that we did for AL.com with Matt Scalise a long time ago. Uh, people change as things happen. That's all I'll say. Uh, I've got 100 messages today, Restream tells me. Kiffin said today in his press conference that he's going to say the same thing Saban said one time before. I'm not leaving the Miami Dolphins to take the Alabama job. That'd be awesome. See, Kiffin, if I was Ole Miss, Kiffin is perfect to me. I mean, they're a, they're that kind of school. They're a party school, kind of. They think they are. And... They win sometimes, and they had good times with Hugh Freeze, and it's like, yeah, we're going to lose most of the time, but we're going to win sometimes, and Kiffin's perfect for that. Zero to 100, where do you rank the urban possibility? I would put it at a 18 out of 100. Urban is cushy. He's got an analyst job. Auburn, again, Urban's one of those people, He had a, his name was out there a lot, and then people shot it down. People, you know... He'd be one of those guys that I'd kind of have to go. I'd make fun of it for a while. He never beat Auburn. I'd say that a few times. Never beat Auburn. Can't beat him. Join him. Don't steal that if he does it. If he does take the job. Um, but, you know, he, this is not big enough for him. And Auburn's a top 10, 15, top 12 program in terms of wins all time. It's just not big enough. It's not big city, top three elite every year. Would I rather, would I rather have Trevor Lawrence or Fields to replace Matt Ryan? Um, Trevor Lawrence. Fields still can't, seems a little iffy to me. Shout out Cody Burns. Why are we shouting out Cody Burns? But yes, shout out Cody Burns. I love Cody Burns. Scored a touchdown in the national championship as a receiver. Urban wants the, South, the SoCal job, maybe. Rhett Lashley, no. I mean, I like him, but if you didn't like Gus, why would you get Rhett Lashley? Just a weird time to be looking for a coach. No clear and obvious choice, 100%. <laughs> Reading this chat is weird because, okay, so someone said shout out Cody Burns because I said out of 100, I give Urban coming to Auburn 18, and Cody was 18. All the upgrades have good jobs or have been out for a while. You're correct. Anybody that could come here maybe would have come here two years ago or maybe will come here next year. 
that's one thing I've heard somebody say is give Kevin Steele the job. If he doesn't do anything in two years, there'll probably be a better coach out there, and we won't have to pay his buyout, and we won't have to pay the defensive coaches' buyouts, and we'll just have to see what happens with the offense and just see what happens. I really am almost to that point. I mean, uh, this year was kind of a – I said this yesterday. This year is kind of a – it bothered me when we lost, but it was very hard to care. I went to all the home games, and they all felt like A-Day. and. I, I looked forward to the games. I got excited about them, but I didn't spend my whole day thinking about them like I used to. If it was a six thirty game, I was doing stuff. Last, you know, years before, I'd sit there and watch TV like the game was about to come on all day and be nervous and all that. Um, so I can't remember who started this conversation. Oh, yes. So this year, I mean, it's just it wasn't a good year for this. Josh Corbett says, hear me out. Kevin's still head coach, head, head coach, T-Will D.C. and Rhett Lashley O.C. I think T-Will should be a defense coordinator somewhere, maybe Auburn. I don't know. Uh, Rhett Lashley, offense coordinator, we've already had that. And he did oh, he did good at Miami. But, again, that's not – you know, it was it's good because it's new. And that's when Gus worked the most. And that's not exciting. Does Auburn keep Morris in the offensive staff? It depends on who the coach is. It, it's going to be very interesting, though, and I, I don't know why nobody thought about this. If Kevin still takes the job, does he fire? Why have I not thought about this? Why has nobody said this? Does he fire Chad Morris and everybody else? Or does he try to go get somebody else? That, that would be interesting. That would create, that would burn a bridge, I think. Mac Brown, I actually thought about him earlier today. Nah, he's. He's just having fun right now. Kendall Browse, yes, I actually thought about him. He, Art Browse's son, he was at Arkansas this year, made them pretty decent. Here's why Arkansas was not awful this year. They always have a good offensive line. They got the big hogs up front. But then they had Felipe Franks, and he's not awesome. But he was a quarterback that's good enough to play at Florida. And he was a fifth-year senior. So that's why they were good this year. And Kendall Bryles was a new offensive coordinator, so nobody had really seen his stuff at Arkansas. And it was all work. It's just like LSU. LSU had a good fourth-year quarterback, fifth-year, whatever he was, transfer. And they had a new offensive coordinator with new ideas. And that's why it worked last year. And that's why Arkansas was half-decent this year. They only won three games, but everybody said they were half-decent. So Kendall Bryles as an offensive coordinator, yes, I would take that. I would. Joey B asks Billy Napier. Oh, I forgot I can do this. If you can watch, I can click your comment and it'll show on the screen. Is this Joey Bacon? Joey Bacon was a guy you talked to on Twitter and we went to the national championship game. We I went to both times, stayed in Las Vegas and rode a bus to the championship game. Rode the bus to the game through the desert. There was what we called the BCS bus. A guy put together what was his name? Patrick Green put together this bus and it ended up being like six buses or more. And you could stay in Las Vegas and then get on a bus that morning and go and come back. Uh, and it was fun. And a guy named Joey Bacon was on there with me. That's where that story was going. He says, Billy Napier. I looked at a picture of Billy Napier yesterday and just said, no, I know that's mean, but he just doesn't look like an Auburn coach. Sorry. 
Josh asked, should Auburn adopt the philosophy of an OC and a passing game coordinator like LSU had last year? Sure. I liked it. The more faults, the better. See, I I honestly think unless Auburn makes just like some awful hire and it's just a disaster, an out-of-control disaster, I think um, this could actually be a good year. Because if you look at 2013, yes, Auburn was terrible. They were 3-9 and nine in 2012. It was because we tried to change the offense. We went to Scott Leffler. We went to uh, Van Gorder on defense, who's not a terrible defense coordinator. He's been good before. But trying to switch, and then also Scott Leffler calling the plays, it was a disaster. But we still had players from the 2010 season and 2010 and 2011 classes. So we still had good players. And then Malzahn comes in, goes back to that offense that worked, and it worked. So what do we have now? We have Bo Nix, who will be in his third year. We have an offensive line that's pretty much all coming back. We have, I honestly think, every receiver should come back. I think Eli Stove should come back. He had an okay season, but if he could come and be like a 24-year-old playing with 18-year-olds, he could kill people. I mean that in a good way. Seth Williams should come back. Seth Williams had, I would say, maybe two good games this whole year for multiple reasons, not all Bo Nix's fault. So even if they don't come back, Auburn has everybody but probably Eli and Seth coming back. I mean, you throw in a good offensive coordinator with that that keeps them around the same thing, it could be good. This is not a 3-9 and nine rebuild that people are acting like. We apparently don't have a good early signing class. We still got till February. We apparently don't have a good early signing class, and people are acting like, oh, it's just it's going downhill. Oh, nobody had a clue what, who was going to sign tomorrow, Wednesday. Nobody has a clue. And again, you still have through February. So everybody's like, oh, yeah, Gus Malzahn was a nice guy, but it was time. We just were stagnant, and his recruiting classes were getting worse and worse and worse. No, they weren't. It was just not good right now. We have no clue. It might have been eventually, but no. it was not. It's not a rebuild. So Auburn has good players. Auburn has the players to come back and and if with a good offensive coordinator can actually you know do kind of what Gus did in 2013. Somebody new, some new offense, some new ideas and whatever. Let's see. Joey B was in North Colorado. Okay, so not Joey Bacon, but we'll see. Uh Chuck says his buddy rode on that bus. I'm telling you. Going to Las Vegas and then going to a national championship game is on the bus is pretty awesome. I know we lost the second one, but it was pretty awesome. And we got back at like 5 o'clock in the morning, and we literally got right on the plane. But it was awesome. Uh, Demarius says he's signing national. Yeah, the quarterback, our four-star quarterback, said he's staying. He doesn't care who, you know, he's still going to Auburn. Kind of bothers me. That feels a little bit Joey Gatewoodish. Like, I don't care. I'm going to Auburn no matter what. Okay, so why do you love Auburn so much? Shouldn't other people like you too? I don't know. I like people that want to come to Auburn, but it is kind of. Everybody loved Joey Gatewood, but literally nobody recruited him after he committed to Auburn in like his sophomore year. Sorry, I'm trying to get. Oh, I'm on here. Um, 
Young internet. What about the young energetic guy from Minnesota? I should be clicking these questions. Um, yeah, it's PJ Fleck. Talked about him. Bad year this year. It kind of just dropped. If Seth comes back and develops his route running more, it could be a top 15. Yes, exactly. I mean, Seth has got 50-50 skills, but if the pass is not where he wants it, he pouts. I'm sorry. We know that. Clay Hilton is my choice as Dreamville number one fan. He did play at Auburn. Does everybody know that? He was the holder. He was the backup for Stan White. Why isn't Jim McElwain being mentioned? I guess just because he's Jim McElwain. Where is he right now? Didn't he get fired at, from Colorado State? Let's Wikipedia him. Uh, he is. He's at Central Michigan. Why didn't I know that? Wait, he was at Colorado State before Florida. I'm dumb. He went from Alabama to Colorado State. That's what I was thinking. Then went to Florida. Took that picture on top of that shark. I'm just kidding. Then was a wide receivers coach at Michigan, and now he's at Central Michigan. Eh. Were they the one that had the weird lateral game this year, this week? Or was that Western Michigan? Blake Robinson said, did anybody else think it was weird that they had Bo Nick sitting in a chair by himself? I thought about that. They mentioned this. Cole Kublik talked about it in the game. I mean, it was a rough night. That first half was rough, even part of the third quarter. Um, Gus, I mean, not Gus, Bo is a very competitive and very, he's tough on himself and he gets frustrated with himself and I'm sure it comes out and he says things to other players. I know I saw Tank kind of talk to him a little bit and he kind of threw his hands up a little bit. They're still 20, what, 19, 20 years old and they argue on the field when the game's not looking good. It happens. But at that one point of the camp, when the camera was looking at him, he was kind of sitting by himself. I mean, I don't know what you're going to say against a two-win team in the 10th game of the season in the last half, and that's kind of it. And just nobody's catching the ball, no passes going anywhere, and he's running for his life every play. I don't. They were like, he's not up talking to the offensive line. Well, he might have been two two uh, drives ago, but he just wasn't right then. Um, so I don't know. It wasn't that big of a deal. Chuck, you're drunk. Um, yes, Western Michigan was the team who did all the laterals. Central Michigan is where it's the Chippewas. That's uh, where McElwain is. All right. We'll hide this. Auburn Einstein was on here for a second, but it kicked him off. Let me try one more time. Okay, I think he's back. Let's see. He's got better signal. Einstein, are you there? Okay, I see you kind of, I see sound coming through, but keep talking. Does anybody hear Einstein? Because I do not. <laughs> I'll read it in the comments. Okay, so I see like sound emanating from your thing that's wrong hold on maybe i have to do this yeah here we go einstein can you hear me i can hear you oh wow did you get a new microphone or something i got a new computer oh 
There's a slight delay, but it'll be fine. Um, I don't know. I was going to say something really quick from the chats. What was it? Bo Nix thinks he's Pat Mahomes throwing like a shortstop off balance. I don't think he thinks he's Pat Mahomes. He had some Pat Mahomes. But let's ask the guy who lives near Pat Mahomes what he thinks about that. Bo Nix thinks he's Pat Mahomes. What about that on Einstein? Um. I haven't. I can't. I can't say I've been too close to Pat Mahomes recently. No one in Kansas City is allowed within 150 feet of him uh, for fearing him and or giving him COVID. So I do need to lead off with that. But I would say that he. I think he tries to be the hero too much. I think he needs to sit back and. I think he feels like he needs to make a play where Patrick Mahomes kind of goes out and just makes plays. But how much of Patrick Mahomes is his weapons versus how much is Patrick Mahomes being great? Patrick Mahomes is a great player, but he has a lot more weapons than does Bo Nix. So Bo Nix feels like he has to run more. And granted, the offensive line doesn't do him any favors. And we see that. And that was part of uh, Jarrett Stidham's issues as well, his second year. But I yep. don't think I don't think he thinks he's Patrick Mahomes. No, I mean it. That that's a that's a good point. Is that is it? You've got Stidham and Bo Nix that apparently do the same thing. They had the same problem. Um, is that problem them, or is it their situation with the offensive line? Obviously then it becomes, okay, we need a better offensive line coach or or players or, or recruiting there. Obviously, we need that. Um, but Bo Nix, I mean, you said exactly what I said to Stingray on his show last week. I was like, he feels like he has to do it all. And sometimes it is probably warranted. I mean, if you go back there and within three seconds, here comes the defensive end or two seconds, and here comes a linebacker who – delayed blitz and comes around and he's running right at you. I mean, what are you supposed to do, but other than run around? Um, I mean, there was the drive that we scored against Mississippi state. We started back on like the four yard line. The first play he was thrown out of his end zone and he actually stayed in the pocket. It actually, there was a pocket and he stood there and he threw that ball to Seth Williams, about 20 yards going out of bounds. That, that kind of shows what he would be. That definitely shows what he would be if he wasn't having to run around. Um, I've said this to you in our private chats that will never become public, that he he is Tim Tebow and Johnny Manziel, and I'm not saying he's Heisman-worthy or anything like that, but he is that kind of person to where he just he's backyard and then he'll run over you, and he – He's got Brett Favre thrown him in there too, where he thinks he has to do too much. He'll try to put a ball where he shouldn't, which is really the main reason we lost the South Carolina game was because a bunch of throws like that. Um, but you know, it quarterback in the SEC, and he's he's a sophomore. Everybody forgets sophomore slump is a thing. He was pretty good last year as a freshman. He's SEC freshman of the year, um, but you know. Sophomore slump is a thing. You start thinking too much. People figure out things. You start pressing, and 
you know, I think you saw it this year a little bit. He's able to do things at the quarterback position. I mean, he looked he, he the the getting the getting out of that that uh sack against Texas A and M was one of the best things I've ever seen from a football player. I mean, against Alabama, get about to get that safety. I mean, running out of the end zone when he was about to have a safety. I mean, that was a great, awesome play. So, I mean, it's there. Um, but yeah, he does. He does try to do too much. I mean, and I, I don't really fault him for that. I mean, it's a thing he has to kind of cull. But you know, when you're running around every other play, I get it. To be that guy. Uh, he did not have a spring. He had a shortened um, preseason. Uh, he has a new offensive coordinator. Now, that said, I, I, I don't think that his play is excusable for that. I mean, I don't think he played awful. I think I think he should have done a lot better. But to give him the benefit of the doubt, as you have said multiple times, Blago, this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing normal. I mean, it the what makes people mad is that Alabama seems to have no problem with it. And that, I mean, they're beating people be- worse than they have in other good years of Nick Saban. And, again, they've got five-star receivers that are better than some NFL teams, uh, receiving core, and... They've got a game manager in Mac Jones who's able to distribute the ball to his playmakers, as Bo Nick said. And that's part of it. I mean, Auburn's problem, somebody said this, I think it was Sports Illustrated or somebody national today said Auburn has tied derangement syndrome. Not Trump derangement syndrome. We have tied derangement syndrome. And people don't want to hear that. People want to go, no, we just want to win. It has nothing to do with Alabama. You take Alabama out of the mix. You go back to 2006, 2005 when Alabama was doing nothing and we were nine and three and going to the cotton bowl, were people crying? Were people going crazy? No. I mean, it was a fine year. We wish we could have done more, but our rivals weren't winning national championships. So it's, it's just a, it's a weird year, but then you still got Alabama being Alabama. So it it kind of, it doesn't negate the idea that it's weird year because they're the, really the only team doing it. Um, but, I don't know. People got with people want. though. Alabama, Alabama, the success that they want or the success that they're having, I feel like that's giving people uh well, why can't we do that? We're in the same state as them. We're a couple hours yeah. away from them. Why can't we do that? There's yeah. there's many reasons why we can't. We should we should shoot for it, like you said. Um, Auburn can should win every game. Which I'll, I'll stop right there. You used to take a lot of crap for that being a homer saying things like that. And now the, now that turned on its head and everyone else is saying that, but you're still the bad guy. Yeah, which that's true. You are. That's a, good point. But, that's a great point. Your name is Einstein for, for a reason. Um, looking in the chat, HZH24 from Twitch. Welcome from Twitch. Says Barrett Salee ensures me Auburn fans do not care about the success of Alabama. Yes, he has been making a big point this this week. Look, let's. I like Barrett. He's been he came to my tailgate. We've we have hung out a few times, um, but he's an Auburn graduate, and he covers Auburn from a national perspective, but still as a angry Auburn fan. 
So the things he says about Auburn is typically what you would see from a bunker member, maybe not that far, but he gets to say it as a national name, as a national whatever. So he's kind of, he's, I'm not saying he's a bad Auburn fan, but he's typically on that side of Auburn. And he goes and, and, and man, not mansplains, he barnsplains to people outside of Auburn what it's like. And people 1000% care about the success of Alabama. He is, he's wrong with that. I mean, there may be some people that don't, like the people we just talked about that said, you know, I just want to win. I don't care what Alabama's doing. Okay. Where were you 10 years ago or 15 years ago making these same claims? You weren't. So, I mean, I said this yesterday. Auburn is behind the eight ball, whether you want to admit it or not. We are not a state name. But Pat Dye brought us to the level of those teams. We can beat them. We can out-recruit them. But we have to work harder to do it. So it's not going to happen all the time. And that's another part of it. It doesn't happen at those places all the time either. People act like Alabama wins every year. They did not win last year. They did not win the year before. Yeah, they go to it a lot. They didn't last year because guess who beat them? Auburn. But people say, those teams are doing it every year. We can too. No, those teams are not doing it every year. You you hear about it a lot. You hear about it more, but they don't. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. Just Alabama is in every game. And every- yeah. That that's that is something. 2010 was great. Because in 2010, I didn't have to worry about anything. I just had to worry about Cam Newton and what he was going to do. You know, Mm -hmm. I in 2013, I just I I just sat back and watched Nick Marshall and Trey Mason literally run over everyone. Cameron Artis Payne, Corey Grant. I mean, talk about great backfields in Auburn history. That that has to be top five. Also, shouts HCH24. Uh, he is a stalwart in the blog disca- uh, Discord, and if you're not in the blog Discord, you need to get in there right now. Yes, it's only forty nine ninety nine a month. Um, That's fans, bud. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Oh, that's that's another thing too. It's when Auburn beats Alabama in the Iron Bowl, it's close. When Alabama beats Auburn, it's it's not close. And it's usually because Auburn's not having a great year that year. So when Auburn beats Alabama, that's when they're having a good year. And it just so happens that Alabama's having a good year as well. This is not a new thing. I've seen a lot of people say it's the way we lose the Iron Bowl. It's the way we lose to these teams. It's not a new thing. Go look at the old scores. When Auburn beat Alabama, it was 10 points or less almost every single time, except for the very first one, it's 55 to nothing. But it's 10 points or less almost every single time. And then Alabama will do 42 to 14, 42 13, 49 nothing, 36 nothing. It's just, and always at their place. How many of the six in a row was one possession game? Let's see. I mean, even 2004 was like 20. I'm going to have to pull it up now. You're going to prove me wrong, too. Um, I remember one was 28 to 18. That was the one where we looked like they were going to destroy them. That was 2003. That was the first one. Um, 2004, it was, we were, 
barely winning at halftime, if at all. It might have been. I remember we missed a field goal right at the half, right to go to the half. Here, I got the scores pulled up here. 2003, we won by five. 2004, we won by eight. 2005, we won by 10. 2006, we won by seven. 2007, we won by seven. So every single one of those was 10 or less, and most of them were seven. So dominant years. Alabama was ranked twice during that stretch, and they were both top 10. Dominant years. This is a weird stat. The two times Alabama were ranked in the sixth in a row, they were top 10. And we beat them by 10 both times. Those were the biggest wins out of the top, out of the six in a row. So it's not a thing that happens a lot. It's not a new, it wasn't a Gus thing. It wasn't a Chiswick thing. It wasn't a Pat Dye thing. It, it's, it's, it happens. It's just what it is. I'm going back and looking. Literally every one of them, it seems, until the 50s are like eight, uh, or eight points. I'm looking at a comment right now. My thing is if create a team every year which one are you looking at Clemson makes playoff every year Clemson if Dabo can create a playoff team every year then there's a coach that can do that at AU I feel like this has been debunked I feel like it needs to be talked about again yes (laughs) Clemson goes to the playoff every year yes Clemson pulls the five stars every year Clemson is an SEC team in everything but being an SEC team. Their big thing is they can cakewalk. They don't play anyone, ever, ever. Then they're all in perfect condition. No one's injured. They walk into the playoffs with the ungodly amount of time you get to prepare for the playoffs. (laughs) And then they have two hard games. Yes. It... Yeah, yes, there is someone out there that can do that, but Clemson is, is, is a terrible barometer of of comparing to Auburn. Yes, it is Auburn with a lake, but the landscape is completely different. Well, yeah, I mean, Clemson is Auburn in the ACC. It is exactly the same thing. I mean, all the ties of actual history between the schools and everything, but it's literally what Auburn would do if they were in the ACC. I mean, it. There's no, yeah, yeah, there, there's no denying it. I mean, but it's, I said this yesterday, it's like any five star that goes to Clemson to me now is, is like a, is a cop out. It's like you're, you are using, and I, I know college is a step to the NFL for most people for, for the good players, but you are just flat out saying, I don't want to go try. I just want to. Go to this place that'll get me a check. And I know that's a business decision. I get it. I know that's it. I would take money, as much money as you can get. Fine, whatever. But five stars going to a team full of five stars just doesn't seem very. Again, this is Auburn in me. I want to win with three stars. I'll take five stars. It'd make it a little easier, but I'm the underdog type person. I don't want to be like the rich get richer and, you know, if I go here, I'll, I'll sit, you know, I'll play, but I'll sit the fourth quarter and we'll have fun. And then we'll go play Ohio state and Alabama in the championships. I, I, that is, not, that does not excite me. Wouldn't want to do it if I was a kid, but here's where you and I disagree. Okay. You don't typically care for the one and done. You, you would rather have 
someone at Auburn for their full four years or two years or however long that they possibly can be there. You yes. have said that, like Isaac Okoro, you love Isaac Okoro. You would have appreciated him to stay for a lot longer. Where I, my stance is, get your money. Go yeah. if you if you have a chance to go professional, go get your money. Thank you for what you've done for Auburn. Go get your money. Cam Newton in 2010. I, I really wanted him to stay in 2011, but there's no chance that he was ever going to stay. So it was Cam, go get your money. No, I, I yes, you're right. You're exactly right. And in certain cases, like with the Coro, if you're going to be a top five pick or whatever he was, I will not argue with that at all. Because the the goal of college. Oh, wait, Say that again. What sport I pick? A Coro. I mean, was if I was, I was. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you're saying. <laughs> I'm saying. Yeah. Exactly. Huh. I, I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> if it's top five, top, if you're first round, I'll just say if you're first round, I I totally get it. I mean, yes, I'm a Auburn Homer. Grew up here. Went went there, you know, it it's the whole without I don't ever use the Auburn family word and all that phrase and all that kind of stuff. But to me, it's what I enjoy. It's what I do. It's what I put a ton of time into. So I defend it and all that kind of stuff. But. Yes, if if you're not going to be a first or second rounder, maybe just first rounder to me. Then you don't really care. This is going to sound terrible. You don't really care about bettering Auburn to me. Because that means to me you're just like, okay, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to go get some money. When if you came back one more year, you might get more money. So, you know, I'm not mad at them. I get it. There's been players in in the past. There were a a ton of players like early on in uh, Malzahn. Peyton Barber is one that kind of irked me, but he's he's actually played. Darius Slayton was one that surprised me. I didn't think he was going to be what he is in, at the Giants. I was kind of like, come on, man. You could have come back one more year, and you could have been a star. You could have been all SEC or whatever. So, yes, I get both sides, but it, it has to be a little bit more um, extreme. You you need to be a first-rounder if you're going to leave, and I'll be 100% okay with it. Otherwise, I'm like, I want to be here. Why don't you want to be here kind of thing? But – yeah, I get it. I don't know. In the comments, Michael says restream lame. I don't get it. We're yes, I'm using restream. If that's not if that's not apparent, restream is a is a website where you can stream to YouTube, Facebook, pay, uh, Periscope, whatever, or Twitch all at the same time. I don't want to use it. I use Streamlabs normally, OBS, but I can't get it. I was trying to get something to work today and it wouldn't work, so I had to use restream. There you go. Tech chat. Um, let's see. Texas A&M is the new number two in the SEC. They'll go as, and this sounds terrible to say once Kellen Mond is gone, they'll go down again. He, the reason they were half okay this year is because it was like his eighth year of being there. And he finally stopped throwing interceptions and making terrible decisions. Uh, First winning against Auburn this year. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. If Bama was South Carolina type team, AU would be Clemson. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I guess what I see what you're saying. In the state, 
If Alabama played like South Carolina, Auburn would be the Clemson of the state. Sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. Anyone explain how does Auburn pass on Lamar Jackson? That was a long time ago. I don't know that he wanted to come here. Everybody did he want to come here? I don't know. I didn't care about recruiting then. That was what, 2014, 13. Apparently he didn't have great grades or didn't have something and we didn't think he was going to qualify if I'm remembering correctly, but you know. I he thought he down to he wanted to start he wanted to start right away. And um we had Nick Marshall and we had Jeremy Johnson. Yeah. And he was like, Yeah, I'll go to Louisville and have a chance to be on the field my freshman year. Which I get it. But like, I mean, if you want to look at who we miss, you're just gonna be miserable. We could have had Russell Wilson. We could have yeah. had Lamar Jackson. Like there's plenty we could have had Deshaun Watson bloggle. That's don't tease my my atomic bomb coming <laughs> next week. Um, but Lamar Jackson, uh, if I remember correctly, in the great uh, battle between Malzahn and Petrino, lost to Auburn. Um, he threw it. Yeah, in they seven. were those ugly. Yes, he played. Yeah. On, he came out. He came out on the first play of the game and threw an interception to Trey Matthews, but. You can't really say, hey, he could have, yeah, he won the Heisman at Louisville and whatnot, but how would he have looked at in the SEC? You never know. Um, Seth Thomas in the chat. The seal trend is ma- steel trend is making me nervous. Don't be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I'm going to come out. Go ahead. It's not going to be steel. It is, um, it's, it's never the first person, and he's, yeah. he's largely been, Link to the first person. It's not going to be freeze. Um, you may have mentioned this, um, but the compliance officer at Ole Miss, uh, when Hugh Freeze stuff was going down, is allegedly now an associate AD in Auburn. So yeah. I I highly doubt that happens. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I mean, steel to me, if it does happen, I said this a little bit earlier. It's not exciting. It's not, but whatever. If he gets a really good offensive coordinator, I'll be fine. And he leaves him alone, I would be okay with it. But then you you think, does he fire Chad Morris or does he keep him around because they're buddies and they were on the same staff? That that that's something that I don't think maybe has maybe it is being thought about. Maybe it's not. It's like if we keep Kevin Steele, what what are the main differences going to be? Is he going to change anything, or is he going to be forced to change anything? So, I don't know. We might have the same team just without Gus walking on the sideline. But the way he kind of looked this year, he was kind of relegated to just being the guy that yelled at the referees when he had to, which is not Gus, which is, he. you know, I thought about this earlier. You, this year, every coach kind of looks like a, a – hurt puppy like are they're they're like in a cage because they're wearing their masks i mean some of them take them off and yell but like you never really saw gus talk at all you never saw him pull his mask down really and talk so they just kind of always feel i know when i wear a mask and i go like to a restaurant or something in order i feel like i'm you know you got to yell or you just kind of feel closed in or something it just was a weird especially the mississippi state game and maybe he knew he was fired by then and he was acting um reserved but you know Gus just didn't seem himself on the sideline this year because 
he's not doing anything. You know, that it, you know, he's been got back and forth between hey, call the plays, hey, don't call the plays and you know, he got his buddy Chad Marsh to do it and seemed like everything was going to work and I don't know. I just it's like it's almost like he got neutered or something. Uh what's happening with my Go ahead. I had a nightmare last night. Uh, Gus was going to take the Vanderbilt job and hire Gene Chizik. <laughs> sure. I had some, <laughs> some, uh, someone, I don't know if it's true, but Gus did, was, Gus was semi interested in Vandy if it was, if it came there. Um, he almost went there last time, remember? Uh, back in, before he went to Arkansas State. Uh, what's happening on the Monday night football game? says it's bonkers, the Ravens and the Browns. Let's see. Lamar Jackson went to the locker room for reasons and then yeah. just came out and threw a touchdown to push in the head to oh. Hollywood Brown. 42-35 with a minute 51 to go. You know it's 2020 when the Browns are 9-3. and three. Can't believe that. <laughs> They were so right. terrible last year because they had Freddie Kitchens, and Freddie Kitchens is awful. Yes, yes. Freddie Kitchens is uh, he was he he looks like Billy Napier coaching at Auburn. It just doesn't fit his his look. Um, <laughs> high scoring affair. If it's still, let's replace a few position coaches. Expand the off off the field staff. Sure, I don't. I just I feel like this year and again this I say it a thousand times it's a weird year. I paid attention to the games. I didn't dig into information like I used to because it seemed like it just wasn't as readily available. Um, it was one of those years where people just complained about everything, so I just kind of didn't deal with it. I watched the games and checked Twitter. I don't remember like what what's his name that got uh, he was up for an award. Two weeks ago, one of the defensive coaches. Um, what's I couldn't even tell you. I know what you're talking about. I can't yeah, I was like, I know we hired him, but I have literally not thought about him for the entire year. It's like, and I know T. Will is there, and I, but I feel like I never saw him, and I, I barely felt like I ever saw Chad Marsh on the sideline. I mean, I did. I noticed him in the Mississippi State game, but I don't know. It it just. I can't say it was weird enough. I mean, it, there was nothing normal. And it, Rick and Bubba, who I listen to in the morning sometimes when I'm working, they have said that they, they don't listen, they don't watch the games at all. Um, and they're huge football guys, but because it just feels like we're trying to do football just to say we did it. And I don't know if I 100% agree with that. Uh, obviously, other conferences aren't, but, that's that's one thing that I don't understand is how like Wisconsin has played four games. Everybody else up there, or they played three games, I think. Everybody else has played six or seven. That's, I know they started later, but the SEC's done with ten. It's like why is the SEC literally just hiding it more, or are we better at it? Or you know, the, or we know they're the Big Ten and Pac-12 are more scared of it and they're more sensitive to it, and they don't want to. If they have one guy sneezing, they don't play. But that kind of made me think is like, is the SEC really doing a better job of it? Or are we kind of, hey, if you're sick, 
stay away, we'll keep playing kind of thing. I don't know. Porter is the coach I was thinking about. Porter for the Broyles Award. Yes. It's like, yeah, I know he coaches for us, but I really hadn't thought about him all year. I don't know. All right. I think I've exhausted the chat. I've exhausted myself. Wait. Um, we don't know anything. I haven't checked Twitter during this entire time, so maybe we have a coach by now. No, we don't. It doesn't look like it. Um, oh, here's a tweet I just saw. Some info I got tonight on the current Kevin Steele momentum at Auburn. I'm told there's one influential donor in particular who's willing to pay my – what is this? This is old. No, this is today. What is this person talking about? Oh, okay. I guess this makes sense. I'm told there's one influential donor in particular who is willing to pay Malzahn's buyout if Steele is named the head coach. No word on if that is things, just that it's being pushed. I, that threw me off when it was saying his paying his buyout because it hasn't been paid yet. So I guess one guy, probably Harbert, is saying, I'll pay all $21 million if you'll pick Steele right now. I don't know what to think about that, but whatever. We knew that. We already knew there was one donor, one booster, pushing hard for Steele, and everybody else is kind of, eh. So we'll see if the big money talks. The Browns just tied it up. Wow. Uh-oh. All right, well, I'm going to get off here and watch. So, um, All right, so this was Bloggle Spot 225. I think I've done three in the last two years, so we should have passed 225 a long time ago. But we'll probably do this again. If the, if there's more news tomorrow, I'll do something. If there's no more news, we'll see. Um, otherwise, Auburn Einstein, go eat your uh, your bedtime snack, and uh, we'll try to do it again. Appreciate it. War Eagle. War Eagle.